Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Is this series over? Can the Cavaliers make any adjustments? Just how good is Kevin freaking Durant? Only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live post-game show slash podcast slash discussion about what's happening right now with the NBA Finals. As always, I'm joined by Coach Dave, Dave Dufour, and uh, another blowout for a post-game show with us, Dave. What's going on here? Um, the Warriors. <laughs> that, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. We happen to do the post-game for a lot of Warriors games and, uh, you know, unfortunately they continue to blow people out. I mean, I ain't surprised, but... Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about this is I, I would say for about 24 minutes, it was the worst basketball I had seen the Warriors play all season long almost. And yet, that was how bad the Cavaliers' defense was, I thought. And the only thing that kept them in the game was the absolute boneheaded turnovers that the Warriors consistently made for 24 minutes of the game. I mean, it was like three years ago. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors wound up with 20 turnovers total for the game. And they had, what, 13 at half? Something yeah. like that. I mean, 14, something like that. Yeah, um, that was literally the only reason the Cavs were in it. And, and somehow the Warriors played their worst half of basketball that we've seen, you know, since the playoffs started. Outside of the, the San Antonio game. Um, they turned the ball over like crazy. They, they really weren't hitting shots. And they were still up three points. Right. Now, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so if we go in the quarter by quarter, what you'll see here is in the, that um, the first quarter, the um, if I'm looking at the right game here, I'm not looking at the right game, am I? Because uh, in the second quarter, oh, no, this is the right game. This, the first quarter, they laid 40 on him, right? Yeah, 40, sorry. And then the second quarter, 27. So they were on pace for, like, just lighting him up. And, you know, the third quarter, they were also uh, on their way. They got 35. And, you know, no matter – even though they were turning the ball over, uh, when they weren't, uh, yeah, the Cavaliers' rotations were bad, just like we had said all year. And their transition defense uh, is really a problem. And I could understand how, like, Tyrell Lewis would say, you know what, we're professionals. We're not going to waste time in a practice – going over how to get back in transition. But to be honest with you, it kind of looks like they need to do that. They don't pick up the ball early enough. They don't pick up the other men who are filling the lanes. It's really weird. Um, it looks like they're a little bit overdue for doing that. You know, they needed to do this in the middle of the season when, you know, when it was apparent that their transition defense was going to be a problem. This, I, I really think that they, they expected to flip a switch once the playoffs started. You and I have been, you know, one of the, few couple people that have said, hey, it's harder than just saying, now I'm going to try hard. Right? There's more to it. This was more than just an effort thing. And, yeah, they're just not bringing it. I mean, it, it's just – it's bad. It's not fun. It wasn't fun to watch. I mean, it was fun to watch the Warriors explode. But I just felt myself getting sad for LeBron yeah. because he literally is out there playing 
mostly by himself. Kevin Love was was actually decent tonight. His he had some really great defensive possessions, but it doesn't matter because they'll just if he does a good job, they'll just give the ball to somebody else who's got a weak defender on. It's just I don't know. It's sad. It's yeah. sad. I really feel bad. I mean, there, yeah, there was a moment when at the end there where Kevin Durant backdoored him and dunked. And, and I had it on Vine or on, on Twitter where he just kind of sulks. He's just like – or he just puts his head down because, you know, he played well. Like LeBron James was the only guy from the Cavs that really came to play. Although, I'm sorry, Kevin Love also played well. We can talk about that for a second because there is a nugget of hope for the Cavaliers and what they found. But, um, and, but you know, LeBron James was – all-time LeBron. He had some moves and he had ability to, to score that nobody had any hope of stopping. But um, they couldn't stop the other side. The biggest concern I would almost think here is is that, hey, guess what? Uh, Clay Thompson it might be finding his way out of his hole. And if that's the case, let's quickly look at his thing. He went 8 for 12, 4 for 7, four from, seven three. from deep. Yeah, yeah he, for 22 he, was, points. he had a game high, game high plus 24. Not only that, but but so he looked like he was feeling confident. Yeah. And he also was still playing this this fantastic defense he's been playing. So, yeah, I mean, th- this is trouble. This is trouble for the Cavs, but it was trouble before the series started. Yeah. Now, so let's talk a little bit about what Love was doing that worked really well because this is the the, the, the nugget of, of, of hope here, I suppose, is that so normally, you know, Kevin Love has gotten so used to picking and popping and either getting that shot or like a shot fake sidestep three-pointer, right? And, that, and he was doing that a little bit in the game one, too. But they clearly changed, adjusted their pick and roll to have him screen and then dive to the basket. And that was really hurting the Warriors early on. Um, now, later on, when they tried to go low, down low to him on Durant, Durant, you know, like we had shown in video after, after podcast and talked about it, he's got that wiry strength. Durant, I mean, uh, Kevin Love cannot back him down. It's weird, but he can't do it. And then he got the, he got that that shot just packed back in his face, and then Durant comes right back down and scores. So, like, Love is not as effective as they need him to be, and I don't see how how it's possible. You know, he played as well as he's going to play, right? Yeah, I mean, he I mean, he's better than Tristan Thompson in this series. You know, Tristan yeah. Thompson, twenty two minutes in the first game, had twenty one tonight, uh, another four rebounds, right? Like. People keep asking, why isn't he on the court? Because he's not doing the one thing that he's out there to do. He's not rebounding. Kevin Love had four offensive rebounds tonight. And, and you know, um, I don't think he hit all of his putbacks, but I know he hit a couple. And so, you know, that's that's what you need Kevin Love to be doing. He kind of needs to go in and be kind of do the dirty work a little bit when the when the jump shot's not falling. And like you said, he can get us if he can get a switch and a seal on on Curry or on Clay Thompson, although Clay Thompson has done a decent job the few times he's been switched on him, yeah. but he's got to get really, really deep on Clay, and, and and he can he can get some easier buckets, but nothing's coming easy against the Warriors. And to be honest with you, it's going to take more than just LeBron doing what he did tonight and Kevin Love putting up, uh, you know, what did he do? Twenty seven points. I mean, Kyrie Irving had nineteen. The the issue once again, just like we said the other night. They get no production from anyone who isn't named LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving. Right. That's the problem. And, 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 so, and why is that? Now, I mean, Shumpert gave him a little bit of life. Uh, I'm kind of curious to check out what he had right now real quick. Uh, Shumpert ended up with, oh, you know, six points. There was a moment there where, and he didn't shoot well. Ah, he only had one field goal. It felt like he had a couple in there, but either way. Nah, he just hit the long two. Okay, but uh, and I, I guess he got he got a rebound and got to the basket and missed it, and Kevin Love put it in. But either way, um, yeah, I mean, and here's the problem is 
I think it's a function of the Cavaliers' philosophy and their offense. Is you know when you run a good offense, that's for your role players. And the best offense that the Cavaliers run are isolations. And so when those aren't going or the, a couple guys are out and they got to rest LeBron or whatever, there's nothing that generates them good looks in rhythm. And that's a real big problem. And now you cut to the Warriors, and their offense is full of that. So much movement, so much passing, everyone's touching the ball. There is rhythm there for everybody, and they can feed off of that. You know, t- by the way, low-key triple-double by Steph Curry. Um, and he was battling. But he battling. didn't have a good game. What's he that? He didn't have a good game. Steph didn't have a good game. He he had some really, really terrible turnovers, some of them that were momentum killers. I mean, he had two really, really bad ones in a row when the Cavs were actually able to get the game down to about, what, four points. And, yeah, that's just – that stuff he needs to cut out of his game. Like, there, like he, had, he had done well the whole playoffs, and, you know, you pointed it out in your video. He, he cut – shaved a full turnover off per game – and, and he really was making a habit out of protecting the ball. Tonight, he was the bad Steph Curry with the basketball. Now, that being said, grabbing 10 rebounds, like he's a great rebounder, super underrated as a rebounder. And he, he of course, his jumper, you know, I mean, he was hitting, he was hitting some deep shots. So, yeah. I, I mean, I guess bad game is bad by Steph Curry standards, I should say. Uh, yeah, and so that, I, I tried to talk about that on Twitter a little bit because this happens once in a blue moon, like every four weeks or five weeks, whatever it is, where – he didn't get enough sleep or something's bothering him. You can just see that on his face, he's not engaged. He's like distracted. Uh, and, and the only reason why it stands out is because 90% of the time he is so locked in with that Neo from the Matrix face where nothing, he's serene and he is in the, in the moment. And you could just tell right from the bat that he was off. However, he battled through. And he had, okay, so he had one that it's, I, I didn't point out on the video, but uh, they got LeBron onto him, or he was guarding LeBron down low, and LeBron was trying to seal him, and he, like, side-fronted him and took away the position, and they couldn't throw it to him, and eventually Kyrie got it and scored on an ISO. But, like, that's the kind of strength. He doesn't let guys really, like, pin him down and keep him down low behind, uh, underneath the block. And it's like I can't keep telling people how good I think he is on defense, um, and they, don't, they just don't want to believe me. And I think it's just, like, his appearance, unfortunately. You know, uh, I mean, he, it is his appearance. He's he looks small. I mean, he's six three, but what people don't realize, you know, he, he actually squats more than anybody on the team. I think he might deadlift more than anyone on the team, and like he's he's small, but he's strong. I mean, this is how he's rehabbed from all these ankle injuries and things like that. And I mean, honestly, like at this point, you should not have to be defending his defense. It is apparent. Right. People well, are still gonna they're gonna show one play where he misses a rotation or whatever. And they're going to point that out. But, no, the guy is a good defender. And maybe you just need to be at the game to see how good Curry is as a defender. So beat the Andersons to the best seats in the house by using SeatGeek, the best app for finding tickets to sporting events and concerts. It searches multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. Plus, you can see the vantage point from every seat. And they are guaranteed, so you know your seats are legit. So whether you want to watch LeBron and Kyrie, Steph or Durant, or Rose and Noah, use SeatGeek to find your tickets. Plus, you'll get $20 off your first purchase if you use my code, CoachNick. That's right, I've got some serious clout over there and managed to get you a nice discount. So ignore all the other codes you hear and type in CoachNick in the setting under promo code and get yourself in on all the live action that SeatGeek has to offer. From sporting events to concerts, comedy clubs, and the theta. SeatGeek, 
Yeah, and that and that happens. He got caught. Uh, Kyrie got a three on a ridiculous bounce in the right corner, and he got he went on the high side of that pin down, and and then that then that became a scrum, and you know they're not going to call that whatever. So so I, you know I get it, and then, and he had a couple of doozies in game one as well, but he had uh, he had four really good ones in, in game one. So he is more than doing what he needs to do on the defensive end, and so I think that we got that one off game from him in the series. I don't think he has two of those in a seven game series. And, you know, if you factor in that clay, so again, like we said earlier, the biggest concern the Cavs, I think, had all series long was what if Clay Thompson starts making his shots? Um, and, and here we are, folks, uh, a blowout. Uh, and, it, you know, and even though they cut it to three and four, I was talking to you on the DM. I'm like, this game is over uh, because the Cavaliers defense could not stop them. Um, and once they push it up, even at 65, 70% speed and they push it up, you can see how open that defense gets. It just there's so many holes. Ian Clark, anybody can get in there and generate something. Uh, it's a problem. You know, I'll tell you the other thing is that all of this isolation offense is allowing the Warriors to get a rest on defense. You know, those guys that are playing off ball, they're catching a break. And, and that's actually this is working against the Cavaliers. The Warriors are already a team. They're smart about rest. I mean, you know, uh, Durant played 41 minutes tonight, but that was because Draymond had all those fouls. Right. But they're normally, even in, in the finals, they're playing, you know, they play like 34, 35 minutes. And, and when you're a team, like LeBron James just looked like he was beat by the middle of the third quarter. And when you're, when you're trying to rest and, you know, you're trying to conserve energy and LeBron has to do everything on his own and you're allowing the defensive guys who are off the ball to rest, well, they're, all, they're ready to run. And what are you going to do? You're going to have to run to get back. LeBron never got a break. He had taken one, He had been out for one minute of the game when they pulled him with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Right. He, he had already played all but one minute, and, and that's just unsustainable. And, you know, I don't know the fix for the Cavs. Like, I don't think there is a fix for this series. Like, this series is done. To me, it was done before it started. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing offensively is just not challenging the Warriors at all. Uh, I agree. I think that, yeah. So, so the isolations are kind of playing into their hands, right? And they, I think that every bucket that LeBron scores is almost – it's not a win for the Warriors, but it just means that nobody else is getting going. He's not doing what he's so great at, which is passing the ball, whipping it around, and generating open looks for his teammates. Um, and that, that becomes – the, the whole down downhill effect that you know gets the Cavaliers in these games, but yeah, again, if it's the philosophy on defense, they they haven't worked on it um, all year long. They've kind of relied on the fact that they'd get better, and that's what's only that's what's bothered me because I think we can all agree that the, obviously the Warriors are a more talented team, and and they they're they're better. They they probably should win and will win the series, but it's it's when you come into a, a series and you're not organized defensively and you get to the finals, that's what's frustrating. You shouldn't be allowed to get that deep uh, with all these issues. And nobody wanted, well, I mean, some people listened to us, but a lot of people didn't, right? A lot of people did right. not want to listen to us this, for, since February when we're talking well, about I've, it. Yeah. I've been called crazy for saying the Warriors are going to sweep. And now it's everyone's crawling out of the woodwork saying, well, the, it looks like the Warriors are just going to sweep. And now, to me, that was a boring prediction because the Warriors should sweep. They're that much better than the Cavs. I mean, they really are. This is a totally different team than last year. It is. And so, okay, so, you know, and the best player on the floor by, like, leaps and bounds is Kevin Durant. I mean, the guy, the guy, I argued on Twitter, I said, you know, he is actually the best player on the floor if you ignore his offense. 
he had a couple of contests of jump shots for other players that he had to be somewhere nearby and could get over there quick and get a hand up and force the miss. I mean, that's just next level um, aggression and, uh, and energy on defense from him. And now he's coming back down, shooting a high percentage. I mean, let me go check. What, was, what did he end up shooting tonight? Tonight um, he was 13 out of 22, 4 of 8 from deep. Um, only went to the free throw line three times, which actually should have probably shot about 10 free throws. Yeah. Um, had 13 rebounds, six assists after having eight in the first game. And I told you, I think his assist numbers are more important than his scoring numbers because that means that they're really firing on all cylinders. And uh, go, to go with three steals and five blocks, he had three turnovers, which is which is fine for as much as he had the ball. I mean, he was he was fantastic. I mean, he's the MVP. Yeah, oh, no question. And he was playing for the game ball tonight, the MVP, whatever you want to say, because uh, that, I mean, it was an incredible performance and gave them that lift. He, the only time he actually missed some shots was in that clunker in the middle where they were turning the ball over. He started to turn the ball over. He had one, I think, that was just like a Curry bad one. They all kind of got in their heads for a minute, and, you know, it happens. Um, but, again, I don't think it's going to happen again. So I think the, the worry here or for the Cavaliers fans is that, uh, I, you know, does Draymond get into foul trouble again? Like, like maybe one more game, but I don't think it's going to be in, in multiple games of that. And, you know, he, he was so good even when he was only playing 24 minutes defensively again that, um, that, that you know, there's just too much stuff. And it's really the defense. There's too much defense for the Warriors. Uh, the Cavaliers, I don't think, can overcome it. I'll tell you the other thing. Um, the Warriors the last couple of seasons, Draymond Green was the only guy on this team that had like a killer instinct that, that was like, you could see it on the court. Uh, I mean, Steph may have it, but but you couldn't see it. You couldn't feel it. Not the same way that you can with Draymond. Right. Well, Kevin Durant has that. Kevin Durant wants to embarrass you every time he touches the basketball or anytime he's guarding you. He wants to, like that block when he blocked Kevin Love. I mean, I, he barked something at him, and it's one of those times where I wish that like they mic'd up every player because I want to know what he said because he was feeling himself when he did that too. Yeah. And I really want to know what he said when he blocked that shot because then he came down. And he just, you know, he drove through the basket, fought through multiple fouls and, and just took it right to the hoop. And then, of course, Ty Lue calls a timeout. But I want to know what he barked at Kevin Love, because that's something I think they didn't have, especially last season. I mean, Draymond, it's hard for one guy to just be that guy. Having Durant, that's that next level. And yeah. he, I mean, he's just been special. I, yeah, very, 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 very impressed with him. Uh, how he's, you know, he, he'd been to the finals once before as a younger player, but just the way he's come in and just commanded the the, the spotlight. Um, and I mean, he was just fantastic tonight. Uh, and, and there was just, there's no answer for that. Just like there was no answer for it in the regular season. And no, and again, they, people didn't really want to listen to us back then. But you know, there's enough evidence w- why we play these games during the first, you know, 82 games of the season. There's a reason for that. And, um, and so, you know, I, I just I, – the only thing I find frustrating because it's, it's, you know, it's fun to watch when the ball's moving and they're showing good teamwork and making shots. But you just kind of wish that the, the Cleveland Cavaliers can put together a better plan. But I don't think I have any faith in the fact that they're going to improve their transition defense with a couple of practices. Do you? No. It's, I mean, it's personnel as well. I mean, if you're relying on defensive minutes from Richard Jefferson, you know, he's like 55 years old, and Channing yeah. Frye, who's in his mid-40s, I mean, Darren Williams, it, like he's getting too many minutes. They need to do to him what they did to Delhi last year in the finals where they really cut his minutes back because he just wasn't good. Um, I, I just don't know how you fill those minutes. I mean, you look at their roster. They just – I mean, 
Shumpert played 22 minutes, and that's about right for him. Um, J.R. Smith only played 14, but he was terrible tonight in those 14 minutes. So I, I just there is no fix on this team that's that's currently on the roster. I mean, this is going to be, I you know I tweeted this out, and and I don't feel this way, and I think it would be a mistake. But this will be the summer where we hear the Cavs should trade Kyrie. They won't be it won't be trade love like it has been the last the last two summers. It's going to be the trade Kyrie summer because he's been bad in the last two games. People are going to completely forget about what he did against Boston those last couple games or what he did all season. And they're going to say, well, look, he didn't show up in the playoffs and you're going to get your, you know, your hot take artists. Um, and they're, that's that's going to be their thing. You know, LeBron needs help. LeBron needs to win now. His window's closing, blah, blah, blah. No, Kyrie, Kyrie is still a good basketball player. What you need is you need a better supporting cast. You need to fill out that bench with players who could play, preferably players who are, you know, not on their last legs. It's, and it's tough to do because it's a salary cap league and you've got LeBron who's making a ton of money. You've got Kevin Love making a ton of money. Kyrie making a ton of money. I get it. Tristan Thompson making a ton of money. And so, you know, but I, I expect about by the time the draft happens, you're going to start hearing the trade Kyrie buzz. It's not going to actually happen. It's not going to be like, you know, uh, GMs or, or agents talking about it. It's just going to be people on Twitter and stuff like that. <laughs> right. But it's going to happen. And, and, you know, like he has been bad the last two games. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's the question here is, you know, what is up with Tristan Thompson? Why is he not the singular force he had been the last two finals? Why is he not grabbing a lot of offensive boards, blocking some shots uh, and grabbing boards in the defensive end? I suppose I got to really look at it because I just it sort of I just gets away from my mind's eye when I'm looking at it. But I have to imagine a lot of it has to do with a Draymond is probably really focusing on it. And then I think that Kevin Durant swooping in and grabbing these rebounds with long arms that a guy like maybe Harrison Barnes just never did. That's exactly what it is. They, they seem to have focused. I mean, there's a reason Kevin Love got 21 rebounds in the first game. You know, they, they weren't as worried about his rebounding. I think they're I don't know why. Like maybe they feel like they can they can rotate if he gets an offensive rebound or whatever. But they really have have fought to send two guys to Tristan Thompson on every offensive rebound opportunity. I noticed that tonight. And, and I think that that's smart. I mean, obviously, in the first two games, he's been a complete non-factor. What I don't get is, you know, if if he's not going to be out there, well, then why don't you have Channing Fry? And when Channing Fry is out there against a traditional center, why isn't he running a pick and pop every single time? Right. JaVale was out there for a few minutes tonight, matched up against Channing Fry, and Fry was rolling to the basket. That's just that's not good basketball. That's right. terrible. You want to drag JaVale away from the basket, and Channing Fry is a good yeah. three-point shooter. So, Well, you know, and that's the other thing is, so they, they were working on it with Love, right? We want you to roll the basket, now it's working. And maybe they were, like, doing the rotations, and he was just, Fry was also doing the same, uh, you know, uh, uh, drills with him. Uh, I mean, because it was a pick, and lo- a pick and roll when Fry got his shot blocked at the rim, I think, right? Embarrassingly by... Uh, by uh, Iguodala, great yeah. block. And here's the problem: like I want to do a breakdown on you know ultimately on this game is going to be like you know what the Warriors were doing because they're the ones who won. But it is going to be a little bit maddening because you're right, like what they're running on offense doesn't make much sense. And we've seen this before with LeBron teams, like when he was with Miami um, and they would struggle in those finals against the Spurs. It was like, what are they running? This is no coach would ever call that, and that becomes the thing where. You know who is calling his plays and who is in charge and who is not, um, and that's. I'm not going to speculate. 
What's I'm that? not going to speculate. You're not going to speculate. All right. Well, I mean, I'm I know not. what. I don't have to speculate about you know when he was you know younger in his career in the first round with Mike with Mike Brown in Cleveland. But again, with Tyron Lue, I don't know. But um, you have to wonder what's going on out there and how these things are going because they were running the high post split and they got a, a, a lot of a couple a couple of nice baskets out of that. But then it just goes away for for possession after possession, and it's like, what are you doing? Uh, here's a good question, though, from Mr. MMA on, on Twitter. asks, how do the Cavs manufacture 120 points? That's what they need to score in order to win. Uh, Dave. Um, well, first of all is getting running better offense. I, I think trying to get easier looks would help. And, and then, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities. Um, tonight, they, they shot 45% from the field, so not bad, but they were 8 of 29 from 3. You and I, we talked about the fact that the three-point shooting that they were they were experiencing so far in the playoffs was unsustainable against Golden State because Golden State is so much better at closing out on shooters. They're right. so much better at rotating and all these other things. And, you know, it's it's showing thus far. So I just think they've got to manufacture better looks. Instead of running everything off of a pick and roll, it's time to, like, you know, get some motion in your offense. Right. Now, that said, I, of their, uh, let's see, how many threes did they miss? They went 8 for 29, so they missed 21. I bet you, like... Ten of those were like wide open threes that were good looks. Uh, I, you know, right now I can think of Darren Williams had at least one of those, and I know Kevin Love had a couple too. So, but again, and then there that comes to the thing where like when, back when the Cavaliers were stopping the other teams, and we were saying, look at how many open shots they're getting. Well, they were arguing, well, you know, the defense is making it hard, so when you finally do get open, it's not really an open shot, and that didn't really ring true to me for the Cavaliers defense, but. With the Warriors' defense, I could feel that. Like, it's a hassle, it's hard, you're under pressure, and then all of a sudden you get open? Well, that's a totally different weird feeling to have after not being open for so long. And so that contributes, I think, to the misses of the wide-open shots. Um, but again, like we talked about, yeah, they need more of the, of the uh, high post splits. Get the ball to uh, LeBron in the high post. Let Love and Kyrie, whoever split on the strong side. But by the way, why not run horns? Why not get Kevin Love with the ball on the, on the, on the elbow? Can we ever get one of those again? No. That's the answer. They, they are they, – look, the isolation stuff got them here. And you and I talked about this. I told you. It was like every scoring possession they had in the first four games against Boston – was isolation and it was just it was insane i was shocked that it was all isolation or pick and roll and they are riding and lebron said it after game one they're going with what got them there and you know it's not it's not working against the superior defensive team what a shock yep uh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, now I, I just saw a question on uh, Periscope. I, mean, I can't grab it. Who said it, but it, are they out of shape? Is the, are the Cavaliers out of shape? Um, or is it something else? I don't believe that. I think they're tired. You know, like LeBron's been playing 40 minutes a night since November. Yeah. You know, that's an issue. I, I like people can pretend like it's not, but that is a problem. Like we, we have documented this. There's an entire field of sports science that's all about that. And, you know, like this is a real thing. Fatigue exists. And I just think he's tired. And and he is the only one who's playing well. So imagine how the rest of those guys feel. Yeah. And, uh, and we've been, you know, I remember when Mark Jackson pointed it out uh, tonight when he looked tired and they had a close-up of him. I think there was like two minutes before that where I had seen it. He looked tired already. So, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, the other bigger context here is that he's in pieces of the seventh straight um, NBA Finals. And so 
you know, anybody is going to be exhausted at the end of this thing. And that, that's the thing. So that's what I guess another part of the frustrating part is that they don't seem to have much else that could utilize the gravity of their other players like Kyrie and Love well enough to let him have a break or to let him be a spot up player. And, and be great at that for, you know, 10 possessions a game. You give him a yeah. break. If it's not him on top leading it, then they're simply uh, – they're, they're, no, they get nothing else. Well, right now, yeah. I mean, if, if, Kyrie, if this is the Kyrie we're going to get for the next two games, then I expect similar results. Yeah. Uh, we have an interesting question here about the coaching uh, from Cole Strong. He says, I think coaching is one of the biggest issues for the Cavs team. Do you guys agree, Dave? Um, I don't disagree. Okay, it's because it's a tricky it's a tricky question to answer because you we don't know that if there's a disconnect between what's being you know right. taught, what's being game planned, and then what's happening on on the court. And now that in and of itself could be a failure. If if they're if they're not actually executing the game plan, then that's a failure. Uh, I See, agree. I think uh, the coaching. It has to be an issue. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, right. Because either way, it looks bad on the coaching staff. Either they're not saying it, and then they are, you know, and they're not doing it, or they're saying it and they're telling them to do it and they're not listening. Right. Either way, it's a bad sign for the uh, the Warriors. So, or for the uh, the Cavs. So, I'm I'm going to be a little bit more harsh. I feel like it is a, a failing of the of the Cavs uh, coaching. And part of me feels like when you're coaching a team with LeBron James, it's you have a little you have to give away a lot of your power. He gets to decide a lot of things. And um, if that's the case. Uh, then they're missing some stuff like, you know, let, we have to work on our transition defense and we have to work on our half-court defense, defense overall, because they simply don't seem to be organized enough. And that's like that's just the biggest frustration I've had is that they you can't make it to the finals and you should never be able to make it to the finals without a cohesive, cohe, cohesive and coherent defense that's on the same page. Um, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the breakdown I'll do tomorrow or for tonight would be it's just why the East is so terrible. Why what? Why the East is so terrible? <laughs> right, they're not that, getting. That's the that's the reality. You know what? And this is what nobody's saying right now when they're complaining about the quality. Uh, you know, oh man, we've got these super teams. Really, we have one super team. The Warriors are the super team. Right. The Cavs are are at the next notch down with the Spurs, and then the West has a bunch of competitive teams. Like I, I don't know that the Rockets would be this bad against the Warriors. I mean, they would maybe maybe be similar. But it wouldn't be like if the Warriors were playing the Atlanta Hawks, you know, right. or the Wizards. Those teams, are, they're just bad. And the Cavs get to coast all the way through the regular season in the playoffs. You know, honestly, the conspiracy theory that they tanked to take the number two seed so they wouldn't play the Wizards, it looks more and more real. Yeah. With every game they play against the Warriors, it looks more realistic that they just didn't want to play the Wizards. And so... What no one's talking about is why is the East so bad? They get all these lottery teams. There's good players there. What is going on in the East? Okay. And by the way, that also comes up in the greater context of uh, on Twitter. You know, people are complaining about the Warriors and Super Team, yada, yada. But, like, I, you're gonna, isn't it the Warriors' job to create the best team they can? And, you know, and there's, there's like a one guy on there in particular who is like completely out of his gourd about it and like how dare they do that. But, or, and it's all, the, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's fault that he joined the Warriors. But it's like, no, the Warriors, that's their job. And it's the job of every other GM to build a better team or to build a team that can compete. 
And uh, if you don't think you can, then why are you in this business? Like, that, that's what I don't understand. Like, I know, okay, maybe Phoenix and whatever, they're all rebuilding and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're not in it to win it, then, uh, and, and not, you know, looking at how you can, you know, maximize and make it more efficient, then, then geez, it's, 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 you shouldn't be playing. Oh. The Phoenix Suns feel like they've been in a rebuild for, you know, since Barkley left, basically. Right. I, I guess, well, since uh, D'Antoni was fired. Let's put it that let way. Me ask, well, let me ask you this. Do the Rockets beat the Cavs in the finals? I think it's a good series. Yeah. I think there's a chance. You know? I think be- the Spurs beat them. I think the Spurs beat them in five or six games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that way because they have enough bodies to guard. Well, I mean, you have to, who do they have to guard LeBron? They have Kawhi, if he's healthy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Green, I guess, sort of. Jonathan Simmons. Danny Green hasn't shown that he can do anything. Jonathan Simmons is probably strong enough to hang with LeBron a little bit, but Kawhi can guard the hell out of LeBron. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that might be enough. It's nice when you have another guy like a Boris Diaw they don't have. So uh, that's that would be interesting. But uh, the Rockets, I mean, I'm trying to think who the Rockets would guard. Who would they guard? Uh, Ariza? Yeah, maybe. I, I have to look at that. I wonder how well he'd do. Yeah, um, that would be tricky. I mean, like, LeBron is going to get his. Yeah. I mean, as evidence against the Warriors, and they're, I mean, they're throwing Draymond at him, they're throwing Kevin Durant, he was 12 of 18 tonight, and he was walking to the basket. Yeah. You know, he was, he was getting everything he wanted. So, like, LeBron is going to do his thing as far as scoring goes, and I love that, what, the way he came out tonight, like, I thought he was fantastic, but again, he's getting no help. I mean, outside of Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving just looks bad. And um, yeah, the rest of those guys out there just can't play. Like, I mean, well, LeBron well, well, is, you know, LeBron Irving, is on the same level as the Warriors. Kevin Love is proving he can play with them, and nobody else is showing up. Well, listen, Kyrie Irving has had his moments. He was he really played well on a lot of possessions, uh, offensively. You know, defensively not so much. I mean, we, I caught him again on one, just jogging back, and then uh, you know, in the middle middle of all their turnover flurry. Uh, uh, Curry didn't try and throw a nice bounce pass that would have whizzed right by LeBron's foot. Uh, okay, I get it. But uh, it was only because, you know, Kyrie's just jogging back. He's not looking at the ball. He doesn't know where the man's cutting behind him. Um, that's frustrating. Um, and, I, and I liked Kyrie. I liked his defense. In the finals last year, there was a lot of moments. Now, okay, so the question here is, you're still stuck with the, uh, with the notion of a sweep. Is that right? Yeah, it's a sweep. Okay. I don't, I, I mean... I, yeah, like what have we seen in the last two games to make you feel that that the Cavs can possibly win a game? Right, and nothing. And also in the context of for twenty minutes, we saw terrible basketball by the Warriors. Terrible, and they should have been down by a lot of points, and they're not. And it reminds me of Richard Jefferson was talking about. Um, uh, before the game, how we're not going to change, we're going to run, and if, you know, and then he had this really weird kind of like rationalization in, in the post game where I think he said, "Well, let's just say we don't turn over twenty times, we only turn it over twelve, and then the Warriors, you know, don't turn it over four, they turn it over like eight or nine or whatever, we'll be up by ten points." And I was like, "Wait a minute, that math wouldn't even work anyway," <laughs> and you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, maybe it's an even game at that point, the way he described it. So uh, that's the other question. If we got some hubris here going on, then the Cavaliers don't know how desperate this is or don't have the ability to look in themselves and say, geez, we really got to do something here to change our fortunes. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the, the one chance they have, and this is where I think KD is a difference maker. Game three is, is historically that home team comes out, a lot of energy, and, and you wind up with the home team stealing that, that third game. Or you could wind up after two horrific blowouts 
maybe they come out with too much energy and they fall a little flat. Or you've got KD and Draymond and they come out ready to step on the throat. And yeah. I think that it's a game where the Cavs just have to play as close to perfect as they can and they have to force the, the Warriors to play as bad as they did in the first half tonight. They have to capitalize on it. Right. And, and so, I, I, but I just don't see it happening. I just think the Warriors are too good. And I, yeah, and fair enough. And I also think that the Warriors, I mean, like at home in Cleveland, the Cavaliers should have the ability to control the pace a little bit more. They also should probably shoot a little bit better, which those two things kind of go hand in hand. So that's the one thing that they need to be wary of. Uh, you know, and they're gonna, but they're going to need to have, I mean, you know, I, I kind of want to say they're going to have to have LeBron have a LeBron game and then have either Kyrie or Love have a, a, a transcendent game. But you know what? Kevin Love had that game tonight, kind of, 27-7. and seven. Uh, You know, Kyrie had 19-7. and seven. So, like, you know, that's – those are – Kevin Love's game is, is about as good as he's going to give you as far as output goes. So, yeah, I think it's too much. I, I would say this. I don't know how many games. I, I kept saying six. It's, maybe it's five. But either way, I felt like this game was the most important one for the Cavaliers. If they didn't get this one, then the series is over. It's just a question of how many games – and, um, you know, uh, although, again, can we we can't even ignore or we can ignore the three one lead that was blown last year because of two words. Right. Kevin freaking Durant. I agree. I think it's the difference. Yeah. And I mean, look, we could sing his praises. His line tonight, 33 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, three steals, five blocks. Yeah. Five Boom. blocks. He's That's a killer. Like, yeah. He's a killer. And an untold amount of uh, contests. He might have had three or four more contests of shots. Uh, did he have any steals? I mean, like, I feel like... He had three steals. Yeah, and three steals. I mean, it's like, Jesus. So, yeah, that, that is the difference. There is no answer. And, um, you know, we'll have to see. Well, you never know. But uh, it definitely feels like this is uh, a shorter than a longer series. Uh, but, hey, we'll keep our eye out on, on Wednesday to, to see what they do. And, again, let's see some of that coaching stuff, Tyron Liu. Come out and show us a little bit more. We saw a little bit with the Kevin Love adjustment of the role to the basket. That helped them. What's the next thing? And, also, what's the next thing you're going to do on defense to, to adjust? Because that's the big concern. You know, I, I wonder if, we, if another thing we hear this summer, maybe some rumblings about Tyron Liu. If, if this series goes the way that I expect and yeah. that you expect and we don't see any adjustments – because we haven't seen it yet, even in-game adjustments. Like when things aren't working, they don't change. They just right. keep doing the same thing. Like they're not—they're not coming out of. I mean, they're after timeout stuff. It feels like the Warriors could just only score on after timeouts and <laughs> side out of bounds, and still win these games. And and the the Cavs don't take advantage of that in the same way. And and this is where coaches make their money. It's not—it's not when LeBron gets a rebound and goes coast to coast. Like that has nothing to do with the coach. That's all LeBron. Right now, Ty Lue is basically just ridden LeBron all the way to the finals, you know, twice yeah. in a row. I did a and, really cool breakdown on that in the first finals they, when they went up, and I showed all the out-of-bounds plays. And, you know, the Warriors were at an elite level of efficiency on those. The Cavaliers were, like, below average. And I argued that they went to – that was in the six-game series. It was really close. If they had just done a little bit better than that, and then, and then when you looked at what they ran out of, out of timeouts, it was so uh, you know rudimentary in a lot of ISOs. If they had just been a little bit better there, they might have made it to a seven game, a seventh game, and then who knows what would have happened. And so we've seen that that, that bread and butter has been there for the Warriors. Uh, and you're right, that is a really good sign for for coaches. But um, you know, I, what I would be a little bit surprised if he if they got rid of him because he's you know won a title, he's got him the finals, yada yada. But um, you know, it's, it's a problem that I think exists for any LeBron team. 
And, uh, you know, LeBron, if he had played for Pop, it probably would be a little bit different. But there's not a lot of those coaches that can actually do that and get in there and tell LeBron, really tell him and really control that team. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> Greg Popovich maybe. Yep. But, <laughs> but that's about it. Right. Maybe Phil. So, so maybe. well. Another great live show in the books uh, across all the uh, YouTubes and the, and the uh, Periscopes. And we'll have it as a podcast early tomorrow morning. So fantastic stuff. Uh, cannot wait. I'll have a, a video out coming up, uh, you know, ASAP. So stay tuned for that. Uh, when's the game? It's on Wednesday, right? It is Wednesday. Okay, yeah. so we get a Wednesday, Friday. Finally, get only one game in between, uh, one day in between games coming up. So that'd be exciting. But uh, either way, we'll be right back here, right, for another postgame show on Wednesday night. And, uh, and our podcast and more. So, uh, yeah. you know, awesome stuff. So stick around, everybody. Stay with us and follow Dave and follow me on Twitter. And we'll get some more an- analysis there. And don't forget, sports fans, the B-Ball Breakdown. We're not a channel. We're a conversation. You win. Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am. <laughs>